Welcome to the Health and Biz Bites podcast. I'm your host, Mike Beverly. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject and business aspects of non-traditional technologies and approaches to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Health and Biz Bites. Through engaging conversations with remarkable individuals from diverse fields, we aim to inspire and enlighten while celebrating the power of knowledge and personal transformation. And today's guest is no exception to that theme of this show. Carrie Tushoff is the founder and director of Hypnobabies Hypnobirthing. Carrie Tushoff has loved being a childbirth educator, doula, speaker, and hypnotherapist for over 30 years, teaching families to trust in their minds, bodies, babies, and the process of childbirth is her passion. And hearing and hearing healing birth stories is her complete joy. So welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you. I appreciate being here and I just love talking about making childbirth easier. Well, that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful goal and uh, objective, obviously, for all expectant mothers and families. But tell us, how did you get into what you're currently doing with the hypnobirthing? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. But um, it started out um, when I was first married and a friend of ours had a baby and she had it without drugs. And I was fascinated because I didn't know <laughs> that people did that. I thought you just went in, got your epidural, and everyone did that. But she did it with a process called the Bradley Method, which is a childbirth education that's actually a wonderful for learning all about childbirth. And uh, so I was fascinated. I got bit by the birth bug and I went and became a Bradley instructor before I was ever even pregnant, which is not allowed, but they let me because I was so passionate. And I began teaching couples and being their doula, meaning going to their births and assisting them throughout their births. And yeah, it it was tough to have an unmedicated birth by just relaxing but the bradley method had such excellent relaxation tools that that everyone did the best they absolutely could um and some people did get an unmedicated birth and some didn't but i thought that i knew everything as a childbirth educator about having a baby until i got pregnant and had a baby and when i went into labor and that little baby was turned around so instead of being head down and facing your back, she was head down and facing my front. So the back of her head was scraping the nerves in my spine all the way down. And with every contraction, it was just an explosion of pain. So I didn't, there was absolutely nothing to be done about it. There's no relaxing that's going to get you through that. And uh, after 26 to 30 hours of that, I transferred from the birth center that I was at to across the street to a hospital. 
and had an epidural and I was never so happy in the world to see anyone as I was that anesthesiologist coming at me with a great big needle. And I had my epidural and I had my baby. She was pushed and pulled out of me because when you have an epidural, oftentimes you can't feel to push. So they push from the top, <laughs> they push your abdomen and they pull from the bottom. Mine was um, pulled out with a vacuum extractor. And afterwards I was delighted to have my baby, but I was actually quite traumatized. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm smiling and laughing, but it was not funny at all. I had PTSD for a long, long time from the pain itself and from losing what I considered to be what everyone could have which is just a natural, normal, physiological, unmedicated birthing. I didn't know there were things that could happen uh, that would cause your dream birth to go south. And I'm glad now that that happened because if I'd had the kind of birthing that I wanted to have, we would not be sitting here. It was that pain and it was that disappointment. It was that PTSD that motivated me because when I had my next baby, which was exactly four years later at a birth center, it was only seven hours long instead of 36, uh, but it hurt just as much because he was also turned around. And as I was screaming through that birth, uh, my husband was pushing on my back, which helped with the pain. My sister was holding my hands and I looked up into her tear-stained face and she said, it should never have to be this hard. And a light bulb went on up here and I went, that is so true. That if you want to have an unmedicated birthing, it should never have to be like this. And so after he was born, I went and I just started on a quest and I found out about hypnosis for childbirth, that that was actually a thing. And it seemed like it was something to pursue. So I did. And I got trained by a, a program, a hypnobirthing program to be one of their instructors, but it wasn't what I was looking for because I was also the doula to those students when I began teaching it and they were screaming, not having a good time. So that wasn't it at all. I wanted the real deal. And so I went and I pursued hypnosis, hypnosis training, hypnotherapy, pain management with hypnosis, all kinds of specialty courses. And that was what I was looking for. I came across one called Gerald Kine's Painless Childbirth Program. And I took it and it had hypnoanesthesia in it. Hypnoanesthesia is what people use if they have to have surgery, but they can't have medical anesthetics because they're allergic. So they work with a hypnotist ahead of time and they use hypnoanesthesia and they get through the surgery and it basically programs their inner minds to perceive the sensations of the surgeon's knife and the pulling and pushing and all of that as normal sensations, but without pain attached to them. And that's what I was looking for. And so that's what I worked into hypno babies and the rest is history. You know, that was 23 years ago now. So, oh, well, it's, that's this fascinating and gosh, I'm, I'm, you know, as you were describing that first experience with your first child, I could, you know, this is not a video podcast, but 
folks, you, if you saw the pain in Carrie's eyes, you, you would just say, oh, my gosh. But I, I think they could sense, you know, what you were saying from the emotion in your voice. But, you know, a lot of times I've heard about the suction uh, methods and and sometimes those babies are harmed uh, permanently. So is uh, is your child uh, was was your child OK during that process and uh, living a normal yes. life today? Um, yes, she was. She was OK. Um, hold on just one second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There was an alarm going off on my phone. I'm really sorry. Um, she was okay. And she did have a mark on her head where the suction cup was attached and they pulled. But if somebody pushes your abdomen at the same time, there's less pressure on the baby from the head. Um, and at that time in history, they still used a lot of forceps, which are these scissor looking things that they put around the baby's head. Those things can really do even more damage. So in hypnobabies, we are actually also a childbirth education program, a complete one. So you don't go to Lamaze and you don't go to Bradley and you don't go to the hospital classes. You come to hypnobabies and you learn all of the nutrition and exercise and staying healthy and low risk and, you know, uh, stages of birthing and regular comfort techniques, along with self-hypnosis for childbirth, which produces hypnoanesthesia in a deeper state of hypnosis than what we are normally in many times a day. And what I mean by that is that people think hypnosis is like stage hypnosis where you're, you, you get up on stage and you act goofy. Well, that's a lot of fun, but it's entertainment and it's not real hypnosis. So we are in states of hypnosis many times a day when we're waking up and going to sleep and driving anytime you're driving and you can't remember the last five minutes if you're reading a book and someone's calling your name and you don't realize for a couple of minutes because you're so engrossed if we're watching a movie or a screen of any kind we're in hypnosis many many times a day and so you know what we do with with hypno babies is we take it down into a much deeper state of hypnosis so in an alpha state if you're reading a book your brain waves are slowed down. But in this kind of hypnosis that we use, which is called somnambulistic, they're slowed way down. And that allows us to get from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind and basically re I want to say retrain it, not reprogram, but give it new software. So we're updating it. We're updating its software so that just like this people who have to have surgery with hypnoanesthesia and childbirth, there are normal sensations such as pushing and pulling and stretching and tightening and baby movements and all of that, but without the sensations of extreme pain that people could normally feel if they didn't have hypnosis, this kind of hypnosis on board. That is so fascinating, so fascinating to hear. And I know personally, I had a traumatic experience the first time I ever was in a hospital with pneumonia as an eighth grade, 13 year old. And uh, the lab technician didn't realize that I had disappearing veins and stuck me like eight times in the left arm and eight times in the right arm. And so from then on, anytime I would even go into a doctor's office and see that white coat. I would have a tendency to pass out. I yes. Mean, literally, literally just them it, discussing 
or talking about a medical procedure. I didn't even have to see the needle. I would just pass out. And, and that's called vasovagal syndrome. That's right. And it has, you know, people can have to learn how to deal with that. They have to learn how to kind of turn it off or make it lesser mm -hmm. in order to just go through daily life. Because like you experienced just talking about needles and things like that can cause that, that experience to happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I did, I went to a hypnotist, a hypnotherapist oh, and good. it really helped, but I still had some uh, flashes of it that I, I mean, my wife would go with me sometimes because I say, look, just go with me, hold my hand. And, yeah. and she, she couldn't believe that I would go into this state of, you know, like not being able to breathe and just, you know, starting, she could see that I was going into the process of passing out and she couldn't believe it, you know, but it was just a trigger and I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot better with it, but uh, it's not been easy. <laughs> Well, it's amazing the things that can affect us. Um, these days, people are talking about uh, birth trauma or trauma at all. And they describe trauma as being afraid that you, when it comes to childbirth, being afraid that you or your baby are going to die or something terrible is going to happen to you right in the moment. But that is not all of it. Trauma, like you experienced, can be basically anything that scares us to death or causes us physical pain or causes us to dread the next couple of minutes because we know it's coming. We know it's going to happen again. And uh, and so in hypnobabies, we want to avoid all of that. We want people to be able to have a much better experience right from the beginning. And so there are basically two groups of people that we are helping here and uh, along with the general public. So the first would be that first time mom. She's heard everybody's bad story. She's read all the awful stories on the internet. She's watched the videos. She's watched the awful TV shows and she's scared to death. So she starts hypnobabies when she's about 28, 30 weeks pregnant. And automatically because of the hypnosis, which works from the inside out, and the daily affirmations, which work from the outside in, she is calmed and she starts looking forward to her baby's birth. And then she doesn't produce the kind of chemicals or hormones that uh, stop the labor or prevent it from happening or cause complications during the birthing. And she has a much better experience. So for that first time of having a baby, she doesn't have to have that first awful birth that so many people experience. And the second group of people is the people who have had that awful experience before. They've gone in and either they've had a huge amount of pain or they had procedures and treatments and things they didn't want, or they ended up with cesarean and they didn't want it. Or, you know, they were planning a home birth, but they got transferred to the hospital and treated badly. I mean, there are so many different things. And so then they start hypnobabies and then they are calmed and they are, they have techniques and cues and hypnosis to use to make their, the rest of their pregnancy go much smoother. Look forward to that baby's birth with happy anticipation instead of fear 
and then have a much better birthing experience, then they can pass that along to other people, their own children, the doctors and nurses who were in attendance. Of course, their birth partner is affected as well. So it, it's amazing how healing this can be. It, it sounds like amazing work. And I was just curious, uh, how do you find our <clears throat> most of the expectant mothers? Are they... Are they are they taking to this? I mean, are they? Well, I, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this the right way. What you're what you're probably asking is is everyone a good subject for hypnosis? That's 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 the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the real answer to that question is anybody over the age of two who can focus and or doesn't have mental problems or you know, um, addiction kind of problems uh, can be hypnotized. The question is, will they allow it? Because we are in hypnosis so many times, we're in a light state of hypnosis every day, so many times, we all can be hypnotized. It's whether we will relax and allow it to go from the stage of consciousness past the critical faculty and into the subconscious to basically, you know, give it new software, will they allow that? So when there's resistance, we need to find out why. And in a general hypnosis practice, and someone comes in and they say, I'm, I'm scared of spiders. And they say, well, let's work on that. If there is resistance to going into hypnosis, we need to find out why. We need to find out what that person is afraid of, of letting, you know, go of eradicating whatever fear they have. And there might even be something called um, secondary gain. And that is when uh, that person wants to, on one side, get rid of their fear of uh, phobia of spiders, but on the other side, they get a lot of attention for it. So that parts of them does not really want to get rid of that phobia. So you need to find out what the resistance is if somebody says, well, I can't be hypnotized. They can be. The question is, will they? So most of the people who do hypnobabies are really, really motivated to having a, a much better birthing. And they, you know, are encouraged throughout hypnobabies to just let go those what ifs and, you know, I don't knows and all those things and just relax and enjoy the process. Uh, and it, most do. It, it sounds like there is a lot of motivation them to, to get through this smoothly <laughs> with your help there is a lot of motivation i mean very few people out there want a more difficult birth what they want is an easier more joyful birthing a birthing that they can look back on with such joy and reverence and that's what we aim for you know, we aim to give them those beautiful memories. And it also affects the association that they have with their babies. The way that baby was born, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, there is a subconscious association between how that baby was born and how we relate to that baby. So well, that, that makes so much sense, Carrie, so much sense. And, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I just can't, you know, being a man, I can't ever imagine going through what you ladies have gone through, but uh, it's just what, what you do. And 
uh, is your work being done in other areas of the country? I know you're in Southern California, but is it being done all over the country or the world for that matter? Yes. So we have Hypno Babies Live childbirth education classes um, in many areas of the United States, some in Canada. There's one instructor in Germany and two in Australia right now. And every year we train more Hypno Babies instructors and uh, they are able to teach Hypno Babies in their area in live classes, just like going to Lamaze or online for people in their area who do not want to gather in person. Because there are some people who still, because of the coronavirus, don't want to gather in person. And so our instructors are able to teach them that way in a live situation, but on you know Zoom. And then we have a, a home study course. This is a self-study course that you can either, you can order it one of two ways. One is the hard copy classic version where you get all the books and booklets and everything to hold and highlight and, you know, see all the pages and all of that. And then we also have an online course that's being used all over the world for people to access, you know, electronically via the internet. So... That's interesting. That's interesting. So obviously, you are the founder of this uh, movement. Uh, and how how long ago did you start? In two thousand and one was when Hypno Babies was born, and um, so it's been twenty two and a half years ish. And yeah, it's it's uh, it took. It has taken on a life of its own. In the beginning, it was just so organic. You know, people would start to do it and then tell other people and then they would want to do it. And then we had uh, doulas and childbirth educators coming to us and saying, well, I want to teach this in group classes in my area. And so that's how we started our Hypno Babies instructor training. And then we had labor assistants coming to us and saying, you're techniques are so unique. I want to learn more about them. So when I get one of your students, I can know better how to help them because our language is different. The language that we use and the techniques that we use are very, very different. So then we started our HypnoDoula program and we have those all over the world, basically um, helping people out who are doing HypnoBabies, whether it's our self-study course or our live classes you know, they can have a doula who specializes in hypno babies. That's so fascinating. And uh, I was just curious, have you been featured in uh, any media or, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, why isn't Oprah bringing you in to talk <laughs> about this on her show or, you know, so. Well, I've been on many, many, many podcasts. I've been on a couple of TV shows. Uh, as far as Oprah goes, I don't know. You know, we have approached a couple times and uh, I think she's into other things and that's okay. Yeah. You know, um, as soon as people learn that hypno babies exists, they want it. So doing podcasts like this and uh, I'll be doing a publicity summit this summer as well. So I'll be on a bunch of different shows and things. As soon as people know we're here, they want it. So that's all it's about is helping more and more and more people enjoy childbirth. And even those people who say, well, 
I could never do unmedicated birth. I'm going to go in and have an epidural. Well, you may be able to get that epidural early. You may not. <laughs> you may need something while you're still at home and in that car ride to help you. So we do have people who start out saying, well, I'm going to do this so I'll have complete comfort right from the beginning <laughs> until I can get my epidural. And then they're surprised that they don't need that epidural, most of them. But, you know, even if they do choose, that's great. And we honor everything. We actually, you know, believe in choices. Any choices that people make are the right ones for them. Right. Yeah. Freedom of choice is a big thing for sure. So I, this has just been so interesting to learn uh, that what you do is such a big help for for those moms uh, or you know mothers to be. And uh, what a what a tremendous benefit. And how how would people reach out to you, Carrie, to, you know, I mean, I, I know of two family members or one friend and one family member whose child is, you know, just found out they're pregnant. So, you know, I'm certainly going to say, you've got to listen to this episode and, uh, and, and possibly reach out to her to find out about this. Cause until you and I hooked up through the uh, <clears throat> podcasting network that we're both a part of, uh, I didn't know about hypno babies or even knew your work existed. So how would people reach out to you? Well, we have a website and it's hypnobabies.com and that's H-Y-P-N-O-B-A-B-I-E-S. We have a store where you can see uh, our courses at hypnobabies-store.com. And on that store, we also have many, many other individual hypnosis tracks and sets like eliminating the fear of needles, <laughs> Mike, um, which I'll be happy to send you for free because you're my friend now. Um, uh, you know, um, eliminating fear of childbirth, breastfeeding success, um, stress and anxiety, stopping smoking, weight release. Um, there are so many turning a breech baby. There are so many individual um, tracks and sets. We have our hypnodoula course on there as well. And um, yeah, I mean, we're also on all the social networks as usually with Facebook, it's hypnobabies with um, Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. I believe it's hypnobabies official. So anytime you want to keep up with us, those are the places to go. All right. All right. So we'll we'll put that information in the show notes as well. And uh, what what parting thoughts or takeaways might you offer our listeners, especially those who are expecting or who have family members who are what 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 are some of the takeaways or parting thoughts you would offer? Um, well, a couple of things. <laughs> One is something that so many people don't realize, and that is that every single choice and decision in pregnancy, birthing, postpartum, and your baby's care belongs to you and no one else. Many people think that, you know, because they're seeing a wonderful obstetrician or midwife or whatever, that, you know, whatever they are told is the only way that things are going to happen. 
But the truth is you are the patient, just like a patient of any kind who maybe is going in to have their broken arm fixed or a heart, whatever, you know, surgery, every choice about that procedure, about that treatment and about your care and your baby's care belongs to you. So you need to look all of that up, research everything that you actually want out of this experience ahead of time, make up a plan and, you know, talk to your caregiver about it. And then no matter what they say, the choices are still yours. You always are the one to get the final say. The caregivers are there to offer you options and suggestions and be the lifeguard. And this information can make all the difference in the world to how your birthing goes and how your baby is cared for afterwards, whether it's something that you want or something you end up being, sorry, traumatized by because you didn't get it. So that is the main thing that I tell people is always, always, always be your own best medical advocate, no matter what kind of medical treatment that you're going in for, especially childbirth. That's great advice. I did one of my solo episodes before I started inviting guests. I talked about we as individuals know our bodies better than anyone else, no matter how proficient or how qualified they are. It's your body. You you sense the the good, the bad, and how you feel and how you react. And and I certainly know that's the way I do. So Carrie, it's been a pleasure to have you. And I know uh, you will will get lots of feedback on this episode. And delighted that uh, there's I think there's only one person that I've I've come across in my three years of working in health and wellness that uh, does what you do. You're very unique and obviously very passionate about it, as well as I am, folks, for educating and offering alternatives like Carrie uh, to, to you as individuals so that you can make those choices and know that they're even available. So if you'd like to reach out to me, you can go to www.mikebeverly.life. That's M-I-K-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y.life. And while there, you can click the podcast tab and listen to Carrie's episode along with many others. And while you're there, download a, a blog or two. There's lots of great information of all types of subjects. The most recent ones is about hydration, which is super important for optimal health. And so we'll look forward to seeing you back again with another episode of Health and Biz Bites. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of your day. Hey everyone, and thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening, please subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review if you choose to do so. And I'm grateful for you and that you're spending this time with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.